Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable and it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We're so glad you've joined us today. We're speaking on a subject that I believe will help you to understand some biblical principles of faith and how to use our faith when the pressures come, when the problems come, when the persecutions come, when the circumstances come, when the skies are dark and gray and it looks like there is no way out. You know, this is not a scripture. It seems like it should be as many times as it's quoted, but uh, the, there is a saying that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Uh, that is not a scripture. You can't find that in the Old or New Testament. But oh, the scriptures that you can find that will cause that saying to be biblically substantiated as true. God is a way maker today. And it doesn't matter what you may be facing in your life. God can and will, if you put your trust in him, make a way where there seems to be no way out. And we're going to talk about don't let the devil steal your song. It's so crucial, so critical, that after we pray, that we seal our prayer in faith by praising God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so we just want you to get into this message with us. More importantly, we want this message to get in you today. And if you're not a Christian today, would you please stay tuned? We have a prayer answering God. Uh, we have a God who loves us. And I'm going to tell you something today that may be hard for you to receive or believe. But God loves you today. Even before you repent, even before you accept Christ as your Savior, God loves you today. In fact, the scriptures declare that God commendeth his love to us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the scriptures continue to declare there's no greater expression of love than a man would lay down his life for his friends and you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you so today that that enmity between God and ourselves that sin has created that can be resolved through repenting of our sin receiving Christ as our Savior before this broadcast is over today God's great love for you can be received and accepted in your heart and life Hallelujah. You can repent of sin. You can receive Christ as your Savior. And God can express that love to you in a very personal and practical way. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only in the world to come where heaven will be our eternal home, but right here in the nasty here and now, not just in the sweet by and by. Praise God. I'm so glad that I'm not alone in this world to face all of the difficulties that I I'm not just may find myself in, but I will continue 
to find myself in. You know, I've just turned 70 years old, and I've I've been through a lot of things in those years, and it's not over yet. I know that, that as long as I live, there will be more situations and circumstances that I will find myself in that there seems to be no way out. But friend of mine, I want to declare to you, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Praise God and biblically substantiate that. So there's reason to praise God in the midst of difficulties. Praise the Lord. So that's why this message is so important. Don't let the devil steal your psalm. In Psalm 137, verse 1 through 4, I'm going to read once again. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. This is the children of Israel who had sinned against God, who were violating their covenant with Him, and they were now being carried away captive by an enemy to to the the most powerful nation at that time that that was upon the earth, and that was the Babylonian Empire. They had been defeated in battle. Now they were going to be enslaved uh, by the king of Babylon. So on their way to Babylon, it said, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For they that carried us away captive required mirth of us, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. And they said, How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? I'm going to say what I said last week once again, commenting on this circumstance and situation. God's covenant people are now held captive by their enemy. Their sorrow was multiplied as they remembered the blessings they had lost. Their enemies further added to their pain by demanding to them to sing with joy the victorious praises of God. Their hearts were broken, their spirits crushed, and their faith was shaken. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And I've often wondered, what if they had repented of their sin? I know Babylon was a chastisement upon them, a corrective judgment to really bring them back to God. But what if they had turned back to God? Uh, As their enemies took them captive when there seemed there was no way out, what if they had appealed to God's mercy? What if they had repented of their sin and their idolatry and, and called upon the name of the Lord for mercy and began to sing the high praises of God. You can't help but ask yourself the question, would God have shown them mercy if they had turned at that crucial time and if they had not only prayed but sang praises unto God instead of hanging their harps upon the willow? What would have happened if they had continued to praise God even in their seeming defeat. Oh, friend of mine, you know, there's an old song. We used to sing it, Prayer Bells from Heaven. And there's a lyric in the song about Paul and Silas were thrown in jail and they didn't wonder 
who would go their bail. <laughs> Amen. But on the prayer bells they begin to ring, off fell their stocks, and they began to sing. Off fell their stocks, and they began to sing. Now, that's a beautiful song, and I really like the old hymns of the faith because of the theological depth and correctness of most of them. However, this lyric is not according to the narrative in the New Testament because it says they sang after prayer was answered and their stocks fell off. And that is not the way faith operates. Anybody can sing God's praises when God answers the prayer, when God has delivered us from a circumstance or a situation. But to praise God after we pray before we see any evidence of the answer is an expression of faith in God's faithfulness. Hallelujah. And it's something that seems to break every every circumstance, every yoke, everything that binds us and holds us back and, and keeps God from answering our prayer because of our doubt, our fear-driven unbelief. Oh, friend of mine, I want to read this true narrative because it's from the Word of God in Acts 17 and verse 25. They were already beaten and thrown into prison. And verse 25 picks up the narrative. Listen to it carefully. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly... There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose. Those stocks fell off, according to verse 26, because they sang, they prayed and sang praises and they sung them so loud that everyone in the prison not just the Christians, but all the prisoners heard them sing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, friend, it wasn't while they were just praying, but while they were praising God that the answer came because they sealed their prayer with faith. You know, Jesus taught, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. He said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And what should be the requisite reaction to, to that, that word from the Lord? If we really believe when we pray that we, we are going to receive or we have the answer, then we should be praising God before the answer comes instead of waiting to see if it gets answered and then deciding to praise God. Oh, friend, the stocks didn't fall off after the prayer was answered. and Or they didn't praise God and sing after the stocks fell off. They sang praises, and it was while they were praising God after praying that the earthquake shook, the stocks fell off, and they were set free. And you can read the rest of the story in the book of Acts, chapter 16, beginning with verse, well, just read the 16th chapter. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Listen, friend, praise is the language of faith. And that's why it's so vitally important that we never get so upset pushing the panic button when we find ourselves in a seemingly uh, difficult situation where there is no way out, seemingly no way out, because our God is a way maker, and our God is faithful to hear and answer prayer. And Jesus taught us to pray in faith believing whatsoever we ask in prayer believing. At that moment, Hallelujah. Believing, not praying and seeing if God will answer. And if he does answer, deciding then to praise him for it. That doesn't require faith that sees the invisible. Hallelujah. It doesn't require faith that believes the incredible, nor does it require faith that receives the impossible, because that is the true nature of of faith. Hallelujah. It sees the invisible, believes the impossible, believes the incredible and receives the impossible. And it seemingly was so incredibly impossible, <laughs> amen, that, that they would be set free that night, being put in stocks, being put in a prison cell, and having no one to come to their defense but they prayed unto a prayer answering God. And they prayed in faith. And to prove they prayed in faith, they prayed and then they sang praises. And it was not while they were praying, <laughs> it was while they were praising that God shook that prison and the stocks fell off and the doors burst open pray and the testimony of jesus went forward as a result of that miracle of deliverance i don't know what you are facing today but i know it has the potential to depress you and and therefore defeat you if you allow that depression to settle in and cloud your vision and your view of the greatness of God and the glory of God and the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. You may be asking the question today, if God loves me, why has this befallen me? And I've come up after all of these years of walking with him and talking with him and studying his word with a very simple answer and formula. We live in faulty bodies. We live in a fallen world. And because of that, all kinds of circumstances can and will befall us even as Christians. But we have a faithful Father. So no matter what befalls us, these faulty bodies in this fallen world, we have a faithful Father who said, Call, in Psalm fifty fifteen. it said, And call upon me in the time of trouble, in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. Oh, friend, we have a faithful God, and if we really believe he is faithful, and that he listens when we pray, and that he wants to help us in that day of trouble, then after we pray, number one, we should pray, Amen. Some The book of James says in the New Covenant that we have not because we ask not. We give up on trusting God. We give up on believing God. Therefore, 
we don't pray in the time of trouble because we feel that prayer has no real effect. Friend of mine, there's nothing that the devil would love better today than to get us so depressed, so defeated, uh, that we do not utilize the power and privilege of prayer. And secondarily, that we don't pray in faith believing when we pray. We're to ask in faith, also in the book of James, nothing wavering. For he that is wavereth is as the wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. Let not that person expect to receive anything from God. God honors faith because faith honors God. Hallelujah. It's that simple today. We find ourselves in trouble. Jesus promised it. However, you'll never find it in one of those lists of promises many times. They, they used to have in the Christian bookstores years ago. A, a, it looked like a loaf of bread, but it, it was filled with promises. And every promise in there was so positive. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. What a beautiful promise from the Lord. So many promises to lift us up. But here's a promise from Jesus that you won't find in a promise box or on a promise list. And it's this, in this world, see, we live in a fallen world. In this world, you shall suffer persecution. And, and in this world, you shall have tribulation. You shall have tribulation. Thelpsis is the Greek word, and it means pressure and anguish. As a Christian, you, we don't, there, there's a movie, I've never seen it really, don't care to see it, but there's a movie out called La La Land. <laughs> Friend, you, you don't live in La La Land uh, when you become a Christian. You live in a very real culture and world system that is anti-God and anti-Christ in its nature. A friend of mine, there's going to be persecution and we're going to suffer persecution in this fallen world. And it's going to take many different forms. And we definitely are in this world. You shall have tribulation. <laughs> Amen. I know I'm biblical because I'm tribulating. Someone said I go through the anguish. I feel the pressure. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. <laughs> Amen. Be of good cheer because I've robbed it of power to harm you. I've went before you and I am with you all the way, even to the end of this age. Oh, for, for, for Christians to trust God enough that after we pray, number one, that we do pray, we do call upon him and cry out to him. And after we pray that we seal our prayer with praise. Hallelujah. There's a song, a, a Christian song called Hallelujah Anyhow. And we ought to have a Hallelujah Anyhow. No matter what happens, God is still with us. God is still for us. And God still answers prayer today. He still reaches way down to help you and to help me if we will pray and believe and then praise him for the answer. At midnight, Paul 
and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. And while they were singing so loud in their praise to God that all the prisoners heard them, God shook like an earthquake that jailhouse and those locks couldn't hold back it sprung every door and the stocks fell off of the prisoners hallelujah as they were praising god god sent the answer and the challenge to us today is to praise god anyhow to pray and sing praises not to pray and wring our hands in fear and doubt and worry, which is common. It is our nature to do that. But we have come into a kingdom where we have God's promise to listen when we pray. The scripture actually says God's eyes are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. His ears are open to their prayers. The psalmist David said it first in the old covenant. <laughs> he says, he said, I love the Lord because he hears my voice. I love the Lord because he hears my cry. I love the Lord. And it's set to a new test, a, a, a song in that is contemporary to our day. I love the Lord because he hears my cry. I love the Lord because he hears my voice. I love the Lord because he hears my prayer. Turning his ear always to me. He knew when he prayed, he had God's ear. And he knew he had God's ear because he had God's heart. Hallelujah. Literally translated from the psalm where David was speaking. It would, it would say it this way. He bends down and listens when we pray. In other words, we're not trying to get his attention. We have his attention. And we're not trying to get our prayer into his presence in his lofty throne room in heaven. Because the moment we pray, David said, what a revelation of what happens when he prayed. No wonder he had such faith in prayer, therefore such faith in God for the answer. <laughs> he said he bends down, turning his ear unto me. He bends down and listens when I pray. You know, some of the little Sunday school children come up to me on Sunday morning uh, before the service or after. They want to see the pastor, some of them. They want to talk to the pastor. And, and they come up, and some of them are so tiny. They come up, and they want to show me something they made in Sunday school or tell me something. And I have to bend down to hear them. And there's all kinds of folks asking me questions and but I give them personal attention. I want them to know God loves them. I want them to understand that they are important to God. And so I bend down. And sometimes I get right down on one knee to look them in the eye and listen to what they have to say. And if we could only understand what David understood as New Covenant believers, that when we 
pray because of God's great love for us. His eyes are on the righteous. His ears are open to our cry. And to see God bending down, drawing near to you and to me to hear our cry, to hear our plea, our petition, to hear our prayer, and to answer it. Praise God. I know it's according to His will, and I know that we we have to consider His will. But listen, there's nothing that lies beyond the reach of prayer except that that lies beyond His will. Everything in His will for us is can be received by faith when we pray because God has promised to both hear and answer. And the Scripture said, and this is the confidence in the new covenant, this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, if you know He hears you, and you know that we have the answer, what should we do after we pray? Should we wait to see if we know we have it? No. <laughs> we should receive it by faith before we see it. Because faith is the, the substance of things hoped for, according to Hebrews 11. The evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We receive it by faith before we receive it tangibly in reality. Hallelujah. But we receive it. Praise God. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have. This is God's pattern for operating in faith, for praying in faith and believing when we pray. And when that answer comes, we praise Him. No, we praise Him after we pray, just like Paul and Silas did. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. Uh, the song says, All fell their stocks and they began to sing. Anyone can sing after the fact, after the answer comes. But to sing the praises of God, after we pray because we believe that we receive it? Hallelujah. Then the answer came. Praise God. I know they continued to praise Him. They continued to rejoice. Praise God. But the answer didn't come after the fact. The walls of Jericho didn't fall, and then the children of Israel shouted. They were told to shout that victory shout. Before there was a crack, a crumble, a shaking, a breaking, as they walked around those walls for the for the last time that they were ordered, they were given the command by Joshua, Shout, for God has given you the city. Isn't that amazing? They didn't see any evidence that the, the walls were crumbling. The walls were as defiant and strong as they ever were. And yet they had completed God's plan to take that city by faith. And they were told to go ahead now and shout the victory shout. 
And I looked up that word shout in the Hebrew, the kind of shout that they gave. And it said to give an ear-piercing sound. <laughs> Praise God. To give an ear-piercing sound. They shouted the high praise of God. And when they shouted the praise of God, the walls of that great city fell down flat. They didn't crack. They didn't shake a little bit and then crumble. They fell down flat. God knocked them down. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord because their praises went up unto his presence by faith in his promise. God is waiting right now anticipating your prayer and your praise because some walls are going to fall in the name of Jesus Christ today. There's no circumstance you're in that God doesn't already know about. And there is nothing, nothing, nothing that can keep him from answering your prayer but our doubt and our unbelief. That's why the devil works overtime to steal our songs of praise Amen. And I challenge you today, no matter what you may be facing as a child of God, to praise Him right where you are to sing, hallelujah, of His goodness, to sing of His faithfulness. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Say it. Sing it. Sing it in the face of your circumstance, in the face of the devil. Sing it and see God work after you pray. And friend of mine, if you don't know Jesus today, you may be in a deep, dark prison. You feel there's no way out, but God is a way maker. I challenge you to repent of your sin. Receive Christ as your Savior and watch, oh yeah, and praise Him for saving you. Watch the stocks fall off and the prison doors swing open wide. Well, would you come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.